Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 309 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother. Not storyline brother Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, you had a lot of people in your corner regarding Taco Bell last week. Are you surprised? Uh, no, not really. The uh, <laughs> The people with their pitchforks that had tacos on the end of them came <laughs> came out in masses last week to uh oh i'd love to meet these people with tacos on their pitchfork <laughs> they came out in masses to uh put me down and say you are a horrible person forever even insisting on reheating taco bell we're all gonna line up and you're gonna have to walk by us stone-faced while we yell shame at you <laughs> i know that's exactly what was happening dude I I did have one person in my corner, however, Steve from PPW. Now, he didn't do this publicly on Twitter. He just called me to make sure that there was no trace. But he called me and he said... Way to out him, dude. He said that Taco Bell, with their soft tacos, when you throw them in the microwave, the cheese melts. And he said they're hella good. So he goes, he was in my corner regarding reheating uh, soft taco specifically from Taco Bell. So there are some rare exceptions on the Taco Bell menu that are okay to be reheated. The soft tacos definitely one minus the lettuce. It gets rubbery and gross. And the bean burrito is also suitable for reheating. But really, just know how much Taco Bell you can eat and eat it that night because reheated Taco Bell... While it's acceptable for some items, isn't great for a majority of the menus. So just know your limits. As a Taco Bell veteran, that's my advice. You're a Taco Bell veteran? A taco dude, come on. <laughs> am I am I a Taco Bell veteran? Well, that's what I just asked you. Are you a Taco Bell veteran? That should have been a statement. Not a question. Yes, I am a Taco Bell veteran. Many, many years of Taco Bell. This is a body custom designed. By Taco Bell, dude. Okay. You've professed your love for the Mexican pizza numerous times on the show. But what, yes. what I want to ask you is, what is the worst menu item that they have ever come out with that you were just like, oh my God, that's nasty. And also had some people in your corner saying that's one of the grossest things ever from Taco Bell. Oh, man. You know, I haven't had many of those. Like really everything for the most part has been really good or at least like good enough to eat once and you're like okay i'm probably not gonna get that again because there's other stuff i like better and off the top of my head i can't recall something where i was like never again i really can't the um shannon liked it it was the oh gosh the volcano taco i think that was a little bit too spicy for my tastes okay so that was one that i didn't get but shannon really enjoyed it 
You know, and I got it the one time and I was like, eh, it was okay, but too spicy. I wouldn't order it again. But nothing that I got to where it was like disgusting or like gross. Nothing like, I've always really, I've just been a huge Taco Bell fan for really like since high school. Because mom and dad never took us there as kids. I think the first time mom ever took me to Taco Bell was when the Batman movie came out and Taco Bell had those plastic cups. I believe that was for Batman Returns. Yes. And that was the first time I ever went to Taco Bell. And I don't think we had to get food. So we literally walked out with like four large drinks and brought the cups home and just drank soda. Like we didn't even get Taco Bell food (laughs) just because I didn't know what to order. We had never gone to Taco Bell. That wasn't a go-to for us. But they got the Batman cups in. And when I got into, I think it was 11th grade, we started going there religiously during lunch hours because we could go off campus. And that's when I discovered the Soft Taco Supreme. So like that became my first menu item at Taco Bell that I fell in love with. That was my hook. And I kept going back for those. And then Mexican pizza came out. It was like, okay, I'm completely hooked now. And that's, that's when I fell in love. Gotcha. I remember one time I got home from school and mom goes, what do you want for dinner? And I said, mom, I don't know why, but I just have this huge hankering for Taco Bell. And she goes, I'm not taking you to Taco Bell. I know why. I know why. Because mom had no idea what to order for herself. Oh, that's true, huh? She never went there. And so she would not know what to get. Like mom was a go-to McDonald's person. Correct. I remember having to convince her. And not to cut off your story, I'm sorry. But just to build on your point with mom, I had to really sell her on Jack in the Box. Because if you remember (laughs) at the greenhouse, that was our, our shopping area. Yep. The greenhouse had a McDonald's. And across the way was Jack in the Box. Yep, still still there too. Yes, and 100% of the time we would go to McDonald's. And yes, just a reminder, folks, this is a wrestling figure podcast, not a fast food podcast. <laughs> but we'll get there. Just bear with us. Uh, there was a McDonald's. We always went to that. Which, by the way, we'd always have to order an extra large fry for the way home. Yes, because mom would always eat the fries on the way home. Yes, it's good to know she did that with you too. Because the drive was like three minutes. <laughs> but we would destroy a large fry within that three minutes before we even walked in the door. Anyway, mom never wanted to go to Jack in the Box. Fast forward to my 10th grade year and I'm going to school with a kid that had a job there and he would always tell me about their ultimate cheeseburger and how they made the milkshakes and I was like, okay, I got to try this place because again, mom did not want to go to Jack in the Box. She wanted McDonald's. Right. So I really had to sell her on Jack in the Box like hardcore, like mom, you're going to love it there. Spoiler alert, She didn't love it there. And I had to wait until like my 11th grade year to start going there during lunch periods to eat Jack in the Box because mom would never want to go. She didn't care for it. She wanted McDonald's. So anyway, again, with the the Jack in the Box thing, she didn't know what was on the menu. I kind of had to like coach her on what to get. So like mom wasn't familiar with it. Mom didn't want it. So that's why you you had to like hardcore convince her to go to Taco Bell. Well, that's funny you mentioned that because that night, it was like, Mom, I don't know what it is, but I'm just craving Taco Bell. I want hard shell tacos, soft shell tacos, bean burrito. I was just craving it all, dude. Like, I just want Taco Bell that night. And Mom's like, No, we're not going. But that <laughs> makes sense now. What you just said, that makes sense. Yeah. So at about six thirty, finally she got so fed up. She was like, Fine. The craving was real with you, dang. Oh, dude, I don't know what it was that night. But what I did is I had to convince Mom to get Mountain Mike's pizza and then let me run across or run next door because it was over in Marina. Ah, yes. Taco Bell, literally right next door to Mountain Mike's. Yep. Mountain Mike's pizza was right next door. So mom got Mountain Mike's pizza and we walked over to Taco Bell and dude, I just, 
I was in heaven, dude. Like, I don't know what it was about that night, but it wanted Taco Bell. So I had to convince mom to get Mountain Mike's so I could run over and get Taco Bell. And that's exactly what happened. But that makes sense. Mom did not want anything she couldn't, she didn't know the menu of. Yeah, exactly. So when it came to fast food, it was super limited as to where you were going. Yeah. There was a foster freeze by the house. We'd go there every now and then. Yep. Uh, McDonald's down the way, but rarely, if ever, Jack in the Box, maybe once or twice, and never Taco Bell. Everyone, we promise this is a wrestling figure podcast. We'll we'll get there. <laughs> Scott, what you got for the Aquanet Minute? Yes. the uh, <laughs> Now that we've discussed fast food, let's get into hair metal on this wrestling <laughs> figure podcast. I will make it quick. The Aquanet Minute this week. I'm going heavy hitter again, Jeff. C- can I guess? Yes. And that's your hint is that I'm going heavy hitter last week. I went a little bit off script a little bit with Bullet Boys, a lesser known hair metal band, but I'm going heavy hitter this week. Jackal. Okay. What I want you to do is turn on your ears because I said heavy hitter. Oh, heavy uh, slayer. (laughs) Oh, ouch. Deontay is going to whoop your ass, dude, (laughs) for calling slayer hair metal. He's coming after you. The Taco Bell enthusiasts are now linking up with the heavy metal enthusiasts. <laughs> That's all. Now they're taking the chains off of their wallets, wrapping it around their fists. I'm like Ralph Wiggum going, I'm in danger. Yeah. <laughs> like that, you know? Yes. Oh, before you guess again, yes. have you ever seen when the lead singer from Jackal did an interview segment with Tom Green? Oh, yeah. Tom Green got legitimately upset. Legit pissed at the lead singer because he had that chainsaw on the end of his guitar yep and he chainsawed up tom green's desk yep and tom <laughs> green had that custom made yes and it was hilarious because like you're thinking tom green is just going along joking with him and then it becomes weirdly uncomfortable because you realize that he's super effing pissed at this guy and the dude's like uh oh, I really screwed up. And he was like, we'll have the record company buy you another one. And then, yeah, Tom Green goes into like, this was a custom desk. You're an a hole. I can't believe you did this. And then, yep. like, basically starts trashing the band, what I thought was hilarious. It was so uncomfortable. It was like a Nia Jackson Charlotte Flair match. <laughs> yeah, you legitimately started to worry that Tom Green was going to hurt somebody, much like watching a Nia Jax match. And kudos to Tom Green. As legit pissed as he was, he still went on with the skit. Because yes, he did. Because uh, the dude from Jackal was doing some type of solo or something like that. Well, no, he played a song with the band. And Tom Green was on the drums. Yes, that's right. (laughs) I swear, everyone, we are a wrestling figure podcast. We'll get into that later in the show. Yeah, yeah, that's later. That's the meat and potatoes. This is like your appetizer. Think of this (laughs) as cheese sticks. (laughs) Cheese (laughs) sticks. Which are delicious, by the way. They are delicious. That's what I'm saying. This is the delicious appetizer before we get to the meat and potatoes. Oh, you know what? I guess we could take it back to uh, to wrestling a little bit. But go ahead. Continue your guessing. So you guessed Jacko. You were way off the mark. Uh, bon Jovi. Okay, so that is a solid guess. And that is upcoming. But that is not my Aquanet Minute this week. You get one more guess and then we're moving on. Twisted Sister. Oh, see, another solid guess. Another upcoming. But that is not this week, Jeff. This week, I went with... It was almost a staple in every hair metals fan or hair, hair metal fans library because it had so many songs that you were seeing on MTV in the mid 80s. These guys were on the beginning of the hair metal era. 
Some say they were the innovators. I disagree. I say that was more like Motley Crue, Shout at the Devil. But these guys were like right around there. Would you like to venture one more guess? Well, I mean, the guys say Motley Crue. Because you haven't talked to No, no, no. It's not Motley Crue. Oh. uh, Metallica. Okay. (laughs) Deontay, feel free. Stop. Don't ever stop punching this man. Just keep punching him. (laughs) Don't stop. Slayer and Metallica, he is saying, are hair metal, which they are not. How dare you? No. This week, the Aquanet Minute, out of the cellar by Rat. Oh, I almost went Rat, too. Well, you should have. I mean, you had like 18 guesses, so, you know, maybe that was going to be 19. So many classics on that album, of course, Round and Round, which was on a like a Geico or one of those insurance commercials not too long ago. Yes, yes. Yeah, they had a rat infestation, which I thought was hilarious because that's actually part of the Round and Round video. Yes. They're up in the attic, which I, I was like, okay, that's awesome. Um, it's funny to see some of these 80s bands making comebacks in commercials. Uh, the Final Countdown was also in a commercial not too long ago. They were in a, like a Geico commercial as well or something. Yeah, something like that. And uh, it's just great to see these coming back. That's why we're doing the Aquanet Minute, just trying to bring that nostalgia factor in. But so many classics on this one, of course, round and round. You'll start listening to it and be like, okay, I know that one. I know that one. Wanted Man, Lay It Down. Just so many solid, solid hits from this one that you were watching videos of as a kid. So many matches with the LJNs and the Remcos specifically to this this tape. Of course, I didn't have a CD player back then. I was out of records, totally into cassettes. So this tape definitely went round and round through so many matches of LJNs and Remcos. And not really the Hasbros, but those were the two toy brands that really... even I, do, I was still playing with G.I. Joe's at this point when I was playing this album. So <laughs> this one definitely was on rotation during playtime. So definitely check it out. Little nostalgia there for you. Rat out of the cellar. And everybody knows where to get our shirts. Whatamaneuver.net, Pro Wrestling Tees. You guys know where to listen to all of our podcasts on Podbean. Just search Fully Posable. Uh, you can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to Fully Posable, WFP, at gmail.com. Scott, have you purchased anything lately? No, but I did get in my Zartan San Diego Comic-Con exclusive figure. How cool is it? Oh, man. You know what's awesome? We're in that cold season. Yes. And people have been receiving their Zartans. And because it's so cold outside, they're opening them up. And he's already changed color. No way. Yes. I've seen several pictures. Because I'm in so many G.I. Joe groups on Facebook. And I'm kind of scrolling through. And people are getting their Zartans in. And it's so cold that if he's sitting out on their porch, they open them when they get to the house. And he's changed colors. Oh, dude. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So, so cool. It's neat to see that color change right out of the box. Because it really, it takes me, and we're going to go nostalgia again. It takes me back to that Zartan figure that came with the skiff. Because that one changed colors. Uh And just so many good memories from that figure. It's really neat to see Hasbro adding that nostalgia piece to that figure. So kudos to them. Because that's really what the G.I. Joe line is about, at least to me. It's getting that nostalgia. You know, and they were kind of going out of the box a little bit with some of the originals. But they've really kind of reined it in a little bit and started driving home that original look with a lot of the the, the newer figures. Uh, I'm talking about Spirit. I'm talking about the Storm Shadow that's coming out. Barbecue. That Zartan figure, the exclusive. They're really starting to drive home that, okay, we're going to lean into that 
that mid 80s GI Joe look that you all love. And I love it. I'm here for it. But I wanted to tie back our Taco Bell talk a little bit, Jeff. <laughs> Am I going to get chastised again? No. I'm going to tie it into wrestling video games. How about that? Oh, I'm all here for it. Go ahead. How many times did we put on WCW Revenge or World Tour or WrestleMania 2000 or No Mercy? How many times did we play those games? Or to even take it back a little further, Royal Rumble on the Super Nintendo. How many times did we have a mass amount of Taco Bell that we paid like 10 bucks for that fed 10 people? How many times did we just have a mass of Taco Bell around us playing those video games? Oh, dude, so many, so many times. I mean, but it was funny too because like we were listening to Guar on the boombox up in the in the spare bedroom. Yeah, listening we, to Guar. We were listening to the Jerky Boys while we were playing Royal Rumble or whatever games, you know, the Button Masher one from the Super Nintendo. Yep, or the Adam Sandler comedy CD, the first uh, one. Yep, we played. We're all going to laugh at you. We now take that shampoo bottle. No. Oh, hey, hey. Anyways, you got to listen to the rest of that to get that joke. <laughs> but so many nights we would be sitting there with Slurpees in our hand, or Taco Bell, or Winchell's Donuts, yep. or you know, it was just a dream. Like it was summertime. We had all the time in the world. You know, we weren't going to bed till four a.m. Yes, listening to music, playing video games bugging the hell out of mom and dad because mom and dad were right down the hallway and then we would be like getting pissed off at each other because we were playing street fighter and <laughs> somebody was into the room in his underwear <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, quiet uh, down i have to uh, work in the morning oh you had to go there <laughs> <laughs> i'm still scarred as are you share my pain i'm sure your friends are still scarred too oh yeah for sure I'm sure they still have nightmares about that but yeah, that nostalgia runs deep with me, dude, because that was just so many nights of doing that. Numerous nights in a row. Randy, Nathan, Sean, uh, Nick, everybody just coming over with fast food and just sitting there playing video games till 4 a.m. Yep. And yeah, it was great times, dude. Oh, totally. Or like going to get figures. And we've talked about this, going to Toys R Us to get the latest Hasbro's. You know, or the latest Jack's figures. And on the way home, stopping at Taco Bell or stopping at the burrito shop and coming home and eating food, opening up figures. Because that back then, we were not mint on card collectors. We opened everything. But that's kind of why we talk about this stuff. Is This is all ingrained to part of the whole collecting process. It all does come back around. You know, whether it's music that we listen to while playing with toys or wrestling figures or going on figure hunts and eating at Taco Bell at all. It all kind of comes back around and it's all part of what shaped us as wrestling figure collectors to have this podcast. So, you know, there is always a reason that we're discussing that stuff. It's not just, you know, we're not sponsored by them, certainly. And we don't want to hear ourselves talk about it, but it all just, it all kind of ties into the whole experience. At least for us, it did. Yeah. Okay, Scott, stop me if you've heard this one. I got two boxes on the porch and I had no idea where they came from. (laughs) (laughs) you know what part of this is it's getting old like you're almost doing what mom does she's ordering things off of qvc and she gets boxes that show up and she has no idea what's in them now you're doing that ordering wrestling figures how many jyd uh hasbro style figures did i order again uh i forget i'm just gonna order three more just in case then you end up with 12 yeah i got seven diesels (laughs) (laughs) um okay 
So I get home from work on Monday and there's two boxes sitting on the porch and I didn't think anything of it because we're getting Christmas gifts in right now. Okay. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe Celeste ordered something or I ordered something. I get outside, I pick it up and the side of the box says NECA. And I'm like, okay, what is this? Like, I didn't see an email come in saying, hey, something's on its way or whatnot. So I open it up and I have the two pack of the foot soldiers. Okay. From the movie? It was the movie. And the two pack of Splinter and Shredder. From the movie? From the movie. Nice. Did you ever get the turtles from the movie? No, I never did get the turtles from the movie. Oh, dude, you got to pick those up. GBM actually hooked me up on those. Was it last summer? Sounds about right. Alexa. Stop stop it, it. Alexa. Stop it, Alexa. Don't you notify me. What was she notifying me of? I don't know. It was all... You yeah, have. no, I don't think I said her name, did I? The fleshlight is here, Scott Dune. <laughs> <laughs> Another one? <laughs> Alexa, don't notify Scott. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell her to put one of those on my shopping list. <laughs> I get to the store. Well, this is embarrassing. <laughs> um. So anyways, yeah, I, po- I popped those open and I kind of remember pre-ordering those, but don't remember pre-ordering those. Interesting. Did you? So you didn't pre-order that April figure then? I don't think so. <clears throat> okay, gotcha. I, I don't I don't know, dude, honestly. Like these pre-orders were happening fast and furious during COVID and I don't remember half of anything what I ordered. So when it shows up, it's legitimately a surprise. Okay, so you've got to order those four Turtles figures, dude. If Because uh, I'm pretty sure they're gone from the stores already. Although I did see about maybe three weeks ago, somebody found a full set at their Walmart. Oh, whoa, really? Yeah, they had a bunch of, because remember, it's two packs. Right. Right, so you have to buy two two packs to get the full set. There was a whole stock of them there. Like they had just stocked the shelf and there was a whole bunch of them. So maybe they're still uh, still hitting shelves. I don't know for sure. But like I said, GBM hooked me up. Actually, I think it was the summer before last. And uh, so happy I added those in. When I get a Detolf or whatever Ikea's replacement shelf is going to be, I really need to get one of those. Uh, Whenever I have that set up in the room, I'm going to put those turtles in there. They're outstanding, dude. And if you've got the foot soldiers and then Splinter and uh, you said it was Splinter and Shredder, right? Correct. Yeah, you've got to get the movie turtles to go with those. You got to at least complete the set. When I was looking, I think they were like 120 bucks on eBay, which is pretty close to what you pay at retail anyway. So okay. it, it's worth a look, dude. You got to complete that set. Yeah, I texted Rad Chad and I was like, hey, dude, do you have these? He goes, yeah, I got those a long time ago. I was like, oh, I just got them Monday. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this actually uh, just came in, man. Okay, well, maybe hold off because maybe you ordered those, the turtles at some point and you just don't remember it and they're going to show up on your doorstep one of these days. Fingers crossed. Yeah, you never know. Uh, we'll just go right into the news. Speaking of stocked shelves and stuff showing up on shelves, the Royal Rumble series was found in California. This is with Dakota Kai, Earthquake, Yokozuna, and Big E. These just hit Target shelves, at least here in California, not around us, but in somewhere in California. The crazy part about California is you could drive eight or nine hours south, you're still in California. You can drive four hours east, you're still in California. You could drive four hours north you're still in california yep but they were found out here so keep checking your targets those might pop up here shortly cello toys okay uh we're gonna pull back the curtain a little bit scott and i are recording early but cello toys did send out a tweet today that they are going to show off 
some bone-crushing figures tomorrow. So we're recording a bit early this... A bit. A bit. This week. So check it out on Chella's Twitter page. We're all going to be glued tomorrow, which is Thursday, December 16th. We're all going to be glued, checking them out. But if you haven't seen them, go back and check them out on Twitter at Chella Toys. I wonder who's going to be in their initial assortment. You've got to think it's names they've already signed that they're doing the Hasbro styles in. I'm hoping for a Luna. I think that would be amazing. I'm hoping for a Dynamite Kid. I have to be honest. I can't get into bone crushing figures. I can't. But at the same time, if they release a Dynamite Kid, dude, that's one of my weaknesses, man, is just purchasing anything British Bulldogs. So your issue with the bone crunching from Jax wasn't necessarily the, the, the bone crunching mechanism. It was more the sculpts, uh, the body types, specifically like Razor Ramon with those long gangly arms. Correct. That was more your issue with it, right? So what if Chella basically brings what was from 1996 into 2021 and they've upgraded the sculpts, they've done a better job on the bodies, but they still have got that bone, quote unquote, crunching mechanism that Jax had in the mid 90s. Would that be something that would interest you then? Would that tilt you over to, okay, I'm buying these? It will. We don't know who they're going to be shown. We'll find out. Uh, by the time the show drops, we'll find out who their initial assortment is or some photos at least. But man, the Dynamite Kit is just, it's that tempting. Yeah, I totally understand. I, I agree with you on Luna. I would be tempted by Luna. There's some guys that they have under a contract, Hayabusa being another one. Nick Aldis. Uh, yeah, that I'd be tempted on purchasing. So uh, I've got to be patient. I've got to be patient. They did a great job, I think, on his Hasbro style figure. I love that he includes the cape. Excellent. Yeah, very cool looking. I'm a big fan of those. Somebody actually has already posted on Facebook in one of the groups I'm on. I'm sure there's a bunch of pictures of these floating around. But uh, the British Bulldog from Hasbro and then Dynamite right next to him. And it looks great. It's actually almost tempting to get another Dynamite to put the cape on the British Bulldog. Oh, good call. Yeah. Yeah, so then you've got two cape. You have an extra Dynamite. You could probably sell it to somebody. But yeah, very, very cool looking figure. Figures Toy Company coming in hot and heavy with their Jimmy Jacobs showing. Chris did say that this will be out in early 2022. There is going to be a variant of Jimmy Jacobs. The two figures, one will have a purple jacket with a tiara, and the other one is his zombie princess look with a pink dress, necklace, and tiara. So check that out on Figure Toy Company's website. Also, Ringside Collectibles sent out a tweet. The picture was the upper part of a Minora Suzuki figure. The left shoulder blade had some articulation, but that was about it. He looked like yogurt from Spaceball, Scott. Because <laughs> the, <laughs> the picture was like, uh, it basically looked like, like gold, right? Yeah. Like it was a gold tone or, or something like that. But yeah. <laughs> You put pointy ears on <laughs> yogurt. <laughs> That's uh, great. It does look like a great sculpt on it, though. But there's no information on who it's from, uh, when it's going to be available. So it's just one of those things. Stay tuned. Yeah, all the tweet said was Minoru Suzuki coming soon. Will be available at WrestlingFigures.com. That's it. Yeah. So, again, we don't know who's making it. We don't know what scale it's in. Um, I almost feel like I'm Don West selling a bust of Scotty Pippen. Because <laughs> that's basically what the picture is. It's a bust of Minoru Suzuki. Didn't you buy the Scotty Pippen bust? <laughs> there was no such thing. That was oh. a Saturday Night Live skit, dude. Oh. Well, did you purchase it? 
<laughs> I tried calling the number, but it was fake. <laughs> I wanted it so bad. But I did buy a, a gold Michael Jordan card. Oh, that's right. I remember that. A 24 karat. Don West sold me on that thing. That was going to be my retirement. It's in the garage somewhere. You should check the eBay values of it. I guess I should. Yeah, it was an upper deck gold Michael Jordan card. 24 karat gold Michael Jordan card. We'll have to check that out on uh, eBay during the break. Yes, during the break, I will look and see if I can retire. That's like I bought into this uh, Litecoin or Bitcoin or uh, it's a Litecoin. Okay. And uh, I got it for cheap. So I'm just sitting there hoping. I just keep checking it daily. I'm like, come on, just spike. Like, I'm thinking about going out to Reddit and just having a bunch of people just <laughs> buy into Litecoin. Come on, guys. Let's do this. We can do this, guys. We got this. <laughs> It'll be GameStop stock part two. That's what I want. That's what I want. <laughs> yes. Good luck. Anyways, keep your eyes glued to the Ringside Collectibles Twitter page to see updates regarding the Minoru Suzuki. Scott, we got to get into WWE Elite Series 40. Can you believe we've done 40 of these already? Can I believe we're at episode 309? The answer to both would be no. Touche. Let's get into it. Before we jump into WWE Elite Series 40, we want everyone to head over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. And over there, we want you guys to click over on WWE, go to the Mattel section, go to the Elite Series and look for Series 40. Scroll all the way down and follow along as Scott reads off this list. Great tool over there if you're trying to complete series or if you just want to go back and look at a figure or you couldn't remember which figure was in which series, Wrestling Figure Database has it for you right over there. So head on over there, WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Scott, WWE Elite Series 40, what you got? Yes, sir. Mattel, WWE Elite Series 40 consisted of IRS, and he was in his traditional IRS gear. That was the white button-up shirt, black slacks was packaged with the Halliburton, or briefcase, that was used on many occasions, in addition to Jimmy Hart's microphone, and a pair of glasses. Next up, John Cena, and I've actually got this figure hanging up on the wall. Don't know if it would be the one I got signed if I ever met him, but it's one of my favorite John Cena figures. He's in his black jorts, and his tennis shoes have a neon green bottom, which I think is a really cool look. And he's packaged with a You Can't See Me hat, the US title, and dog tags. Next up, the great ravishing Rick Rude. He's in pink tights and is packaged with a red entrance robe. Really good Rick Rude figure. Next up, Sami Zayn, and he's packaged with the NXT Championship. And he's wearing his uh, his black tights that have like the checker design on them and a couple other designs. Really cool looking tight design on this Sami Zayn figure. Next up, the great Tyson Kidd. He's in white trunks and white boots. The white boots say cats on the front, which I think is a cool touch. And he's packaged with a set of headphones, a Cesaro and Kid jacket from the great Cesaro and Kid tag team. And in some of the editions of this Tyson Kid, he was packaged with the jacket on. Rounding out this Elite Series number 40, Umaga. And Umaga was packaged with a red sarong. He was in his traditional gear. And Jeff, that rounds out Mattel WWE Elite Series 40. Excellent series. It really is. I totally agree with you. 
I have to give it up to them on this one. This was a great series. I actually really enjoyed it. I even liked the John Cena. I mean, how many John Cenas have we even named off so far in 40 series? Quite a few. Yeah. And this this one I thought was fantastic. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the blue hat and the blue gear and the U.S. title. I don't know. There was just something about this figure that I absolutely loved. Not my favorite in this series, but definitely one that I loved. Scott, can you guess how many figures I have signed from this series? Well, let's see. I'm going to guess Sami Zayn. Correct. I don't think you've ever met Tyson Kidd. Nope. I'm going to guess that you have Sami Zayn and IRS signed. No, it's just Sami Zayn. Oh, just one? Yeah, I just got one. I do want IRS signed, but I haven't had a chance to meet him. Okay, I didn't know if you had met Rotundo at a signing yet. So, okay, so just one out of these. However, I wish I had more. <laughs> that was almost like a Norm MacDonald bit. The IRS, I wish I had signed, obviously. Um, the Tyson Kid, it was funny, too, because when Toys R Us was in Emeryville, Celeste and I went one night, and they had all Tyson kids with the jacket on. They had one where the jacket was off, and I, I passed it up. And Celeste goes, why'd you pass that one up? It looks like it's a variant. And I was like, no, they're not doing variants. And she said, well, we should go back and get it. And I'm like, no, no, no. So Saturday rolls around, Sunday morning comes, and she goes, we should go get it. Oh, you and guys I'm were like, still stuck on the figure at this point? We were still <laughs> stuck on this Tyson Kidd figure. I don't know what's going on. Maybe we were that bored or something. But anyways, <laughs> I was like, look, I'm all in favor of going back, but I don't want to pick up a Tyson Kidd figure where he just has a jacket off. She goes, just pick it up. We go back, and sure enough, it's still sitting there. Wow. Picked it up. Okay. And so Celeste made me pick it up. So I have that Tyson Kidd figure with jacket on and jacket off. Oh, nice. Okay, so if you ever meet him, is that what you'd get signed by him? Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. I've actually got a two-pack of D.H. Smith and Tyson Kidd that if I ever meet Tyson Kidd, I'm going to have him complete it because D.H. Smith already signed it. It's one of those ones that I've talked about that. It's one of the incompletes up on the wall right now. I don't have a lot of them, but that's one of them, and it bugs me every time I look at it. Drives you nuts, doesn't it? Oh, it does. I hate it. The other one is the uh, Trish and Christian. No, I take that back. Trish and Shawn Michaels two-pack. No, it is Christian. It's Trish and Christian, and I've got Christian signed on it, but not Trish. You got to pick one, Scott. Which one is it? It's it's Christian and Trish. Are you sure? I'm positive, yes. Because right. I went to the uh, WrestleFest debacle at the Cow Palace in 2007, and the yep. only Christian figure I had up on the wall was that two-pack with Trish. And I'm like, I'll just get this signed, and one day I'm sure I'll meet Trish. And one day I did, but we were only able to get one autograph. So that one, the next time we meet Trish, that one's going to get completed as well. It would be great if Trish and Tyson Kidd did a signing. I could knock both of them out in one shot. Rick Rude, this was his first offering at an elite figure. Pretty good, dude. I like how they packaged the robe with them in. Yeah, great looking Rude figure. There aren't many bad ones that Mattel has done of Rick Rude. In fact, there aren't any. They've all been really good. And yeah, this is a great example of a really, really good Rick Rude figure. But hands down, the best figure is Umaga, in my opinion. Totally agree. Totally agree. And again, from top to bottom, this is a solid, solid elite assortment. I like every figure in this one. IRS would be a very, very close second for me in terms of favorite figure in the set. But yeah, Umaga is absolutely killer. It It is just dead on Umaga. That is absolutely, you look at the figure like, oh, that's totally Umaga. Or as Steven Regal called him, Umanga. Umanga. <laughs> <laughs> he put an N in there just because he's Regal. 
Great looking figure, though. I like the IRS a lot, too. All right. We have eBay prices for you on this series. IRS, Halliburton and Glasses, last sold eBay listing December 8th for $39.99. John Cena with the You Can't See Me hat, U.S. title, dog tags. Last sold eBay listing was December 7th for $35. Ravishing Rick Rude with the red entrance rope. Last sold eBay listing was December 12th for $34.70. Sami Zayn with the NXG Championship. Last sold eBay listing was December 14th for $30. Tyson Kidd. Now this one was the jacket on with the headphones. Cesaro and Kidd jacket. Last sold eBay listing December 12th for $30. And Umaga with the sarong. Last sold eBay listing December 14th for $39.98. A lot of $30 ones in this. Yeah, and I'm wondering because we talked about a couple episodes ago that these were starting to get super plentiful. Right? I remember when Toys R Us was going out, some of these figures were still on their pegs. And that would have been two years after, almost three years after these originally came out. So they were really starting to flood the market with these red card elites. And I'm wondering if that's why these are all hovering around that $30 price point. Possibly. A lot of supply on these when they first came out. And I'm pretty sure a lot of them are still out there MOC. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's why these are all right around 30 to 40 bucks. And not in that $100, $150 price range that some of the early ones were hitting. As you just mentioned, this was right before pegs were starting to dry up. This was about the time where you could walk into a Toys R Us, you could walk into a Walmart, you could walk into a Target, and figures were just plentiful, just sitting right there. Yeah, so, lots of stock. Scott, that rounds out WWE Elite Series 40. We have a game to play, and it's points of articulation. Let's jump into it. Scott, we are going to play points of articulation tonight. And the way this works is I will throw three figures at Scott. Not Scott... literally. Not You will suggest three figures to me. No, I'll throw them at you too. <laughs> okay, Next no time... LJNs, please. Those hurt. Next time I see you, I'll throw them at you. <laughs> I will throw three figures at you. For each individual one, you have to give it a score from one to ten. Simple as that. That's points of articulation. Scott's going to kind of talk the figure over and he will give a score. Don't expect round numbers, though. That's rookie stuff. That's rookie stuff. That's green. Like in wrestling terms, it's uh, you're green. Yeah. Yeah. You can't give round numbers. That's you're green. That's a rookie move, bro. (laughs) Don't say that ever again, please. Okay, I won't. I promise. (laughs) Scott, the very first figure, dude love Jack's classic. Oh, that is a great figure. That one was hard to find when it first came out. It was. Loved the outfit. The likeness is really good. And of course, you have that beautiful classic Superstars packaging to go with it. Hmm. Out of 10. And being that I'm a professional, no round numbers. You know what? I'm going to go 7.8 on that one. Uh, Professional is such a loose term that we use around here. It really is. We throw it around. Kind of flippantly, like, we don't care. Whatever. Sure, we're professional. Really? You went 7-8 on this one. I'm going to go 7-8. Is that too high? No, I thought you were going to go higher. I thought you were going to go in the 8s. No. No, no, no. It's it's really good. I do like it a lot. Uh, Definitely better than the Jax earlier version of Dude Love, like the Bone Crunchers 
that was in the three pack. Yes. It's it's certainly better than that one. Uh, it's an upgrade for sure. I'm going to go 7.8. I think that that's fair. Okay. So usually you're the one going higher and I'm going lower. Well, I'm going to go lower again on this one. I love this figure. <laughs> I love it. I'm going lower than 7.8. Well, I'm, I'm a stickler sometimes. Yeah, you are the uh, Simon Cowell of the judging part of the show for sure. Yes. I'm going to go 7.6 on this one. Just a smidge lower than you though. Okay. I do like this figure. Like you, couldn't find it. Originally, when it came out, it was so hard to find. Even between KB Toys and Toys R Us, we could not find it. Yeah, it was pretty scarce around here. Yeah, I'm going to go 7.6. I think that that's fair. I, but a good, great figure. They did a great job on the outfit. The likeness is really good. Uh, if I hadn't got the LJN figure, or the LJN style Mankind Classic Superstars figure signed uh, by Mick Foley when we met him at Wrestle Reunion back in 2012... This probably would have been the figure that I got signed because I had both, but I went with the LJN style one because of nostalgia, of course. Makes sense. Next figure, Sting, old San Francisco toy makers where he's in the black and pink jacket. Ah, lots of things to love about that one, specifically that they took inspiration from the Galoob UK figure for that. The black jacket, the pink fringe. Man, that is a solid figure. It's a, for wrestling in a ring purposes, horrible pose, right? It's almost like the Ken Patera pose from the LJNs. Yes. Where he's doing that, the, is it called most muscular or I don't know the, the, the body or the, the weightlifting. They call it beefcake like Cartman did. <laughs> they do not call it beefcake. They called it beefcake. <laughs> no, they didn't. Did they really? Oh. No, they didn't call it beefcake. <laughs> All right. You almost had me there because you'd know more about that than I would. You know, the the posing competitions. Yes. Where the dude puts the foot down and then the veins just pop out of the leg. Yes. Where he has like th- these incredible muscles and veins shooting out of his calf. <laughs> Whatever that bodybuilding. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Bodybuilding competition. So when they do like they're showing off their biceps, right? It's like that Ken Patera pose. Horrible if you're trying to have a match. But that's the beauty of this Sting figure is that it's not match ready. This Correct. is like, so this is Sting coming to the ring while doing whatever beefcake pose, <laughs> right? And that's fine. It's great for display and looks amazing on the card. I really, really like the OSFTM LJN style figures. Harder rubber than the LJNs. They definitely weren't, there wasn't much posability to the LJNs, but there was some Whereas these were a harder rubber, very, very much so not posable, but it looked great on the card. And it's such a good likeness of Sting. This one is going to be high in my book, Jeff, maybe too high to your tastes. I'm going 8.6. No, that's where I thought you would go. I think I have it in the collection. I'm pretty sure that we do. One of my favorite OSFTMs, hands down. One of the best ones that they did. I think 8.6 is, I'm comfortable with that one. I love that figure. I wonder if the bodybuilders st- still take Ico Pro. <laughs> These pills are a little stale, but I'm going to keep taking them. 1990s uh, Ico Pro. <laughs> yeah. 92 Bret Hart walking down a hallway called. <laughs> he wants his Ico Pro back. <laughs> uh, great figure. I mean, there's not much to say. Like, you look at this figure and it's fantastic. The Sting with the pink frillies and the black jacket. 
like you said, they took inspiration from the UK Galoob. Fantastic figure. Old San Francisco toy makers did crush it. I won't go in the eights, but I will go seven, nine. Wow. Okay. We've been pretty close tonight. Yeah, we have actually. Uh, you're actually kind of coming down a little bit. Like before when we play this game, you were like in COVID prices and you're just skyrocketing, giving <laughs> figures 9.9s and stuff. But I think you're starting to come back down like prices on eBay are right now regarding a wrestling figures. Uh, possibly. Yeah, I was riding the COVID wave, just tossing out high scores. Uh, but this sting. Hmm. Do you think I should go higher? Um, I think eight six is a fair score. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things. Once you give the score, you can't really adjust it. I Correct. know El Presidente never adjusts his score. It is what it is once he throws it out. But in terms of OSF TM figures, from top to bottom, this Sting is definitely towards the top of what they were capable of. They knocked it out of the park with this one. And if a lot of people want to say it's the best one they did, I wouldn't argue with that. It's outstanding. Extra points because they did mirror that UK exclusive Galoob. So kudos, OSFTM, if you're listening. By the way, did you hear El Presidente gave out another 9-3? Really? He went into the nines? He went into the nines. 9.3 for Luigi's in Brooklyn. Wow. I was going to say, it certainly wasn't in California. No, no. Well, I mean, Porky's is close, but. Wow. So Luigi's a 9.3. I bet Mario's pissed. (laughs) by the way i was dying laughing listening back to the show last week when i was editing and you made the autobot sound it's all (laughs) i make that sound when i get out of the car now part of it is to like camouflage all of the snapping that my bones and joints are doing when I'm getting out of the car. So the Autobot <laughs> noise sounds way cooler. <laughs> all right, Scott, last figure. It's a figure that came out about eh, nine, 10 years ago. At least I think it was nine or 10 years ago. Macho King ringside exclusive. Oh, dude. Okay. So this is going to be my highest score of the night. I had a feeling. Yeah. I love that sting. I really, really like that dude love, but I love this Macho King figure. I can't really think of a knock. The body that they used, perfect. The face sculpt, perfect. The accessories from the scepter to the crown to the shades to the, the, what do you call that that he had over himself? Like a robe type thing that he had. Perfect. Ugh. I hate to do it because you're going to be like, you can't do that. 9.9, Jeff. Oh. It's perfect, dude. I, I I can't because it's not the Slim Jim Macho Man, right? That would get a 10. You'd be like, okay, Scott, next figure. Macho Man Slim Jim. I go 10 without even thinking about it. This one is up there in terms of all of the Macho Man figures that have been done. This is one of the greats. It really is. It's one of the greats. And to me is a near perfect figure. If it was in classic superstars packaging or retro fest packaging, it would probably be getting a 10 because packaging adds, point, adds points for sure. Nothing against the legends packaging. It had the beautiful artwork on it. This figure itself feels deserving of something 
bigger in terms of the packaging with it. Again, not a knock on the Legends packaging, but it feels like it deserves more. The figure is that good. It's a work of art. It really is. And I know I'm really building it up because it deserves that 9.9. I love it. It also gets extra points because I wasn't able to get this figure for myself and you got it for me for Christmas. And when I opened it up, I'm like, this is one of the most beautiful figures I've ever seen. It means even more because Jeff got it for me. 9.9, Jeff. You know, I almost didn't give that figure to you. (laughs) You saw how good it was and you're like, nope. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. I had it sitting in the bedroom because at the time I was single. So I had all the gifts in one bedroom. I had that macho man sitting right there. And every time I looked at him, I'm like, I don't want to give this to Scott for Christmas. (laughs) I don't want, I can, I can pull the trigger and just get him something else. I'll get him a basic macho man figure. (laughs) Right. But I sat there and I was like, I can't give this to him. And then I was like, what the hell are you doing? Just give it to him. Like, stop being a jerk. You know, just give him the figure. Don't pull an don't pull an audible at the last second. Just get him the figure. You made the right decision. We'll see about that. <laughs> well, hey, was that the year that I gave you the autograph pictures? Um, I think that was Tolly and Arn, the Midnight Express. I think the Rock and Roll Express. Well, yeah, it was Midnight Tolly and Arn and Rock and Roll Express. That was I. It was either that year or the year before. Okay. And then I think you gave me some PWG DVDs too. Okay, right, right, right. You made the right decision, dude. You really did. So you're going 9-9 on that figure, huh? I love that figure. I really, especially when you leave it mint on card with all of the accessories and everything with it. And I think what would kick it to a 10 would be packaging. Because that, in my mind, that's points. As an MOC collector, packaging has a lot to do with it. That's why I love that Macho Man Slim Jim so much too. There's a lot of pomp and circumstance with that figure, if you will. Ah, I see what you did. You intertwined. Thank you for spelling it out for the listeners, for those that didn't catch it. You're welcome. If it had more to the packaging, because that figure to me is so perfect. If it had more with the package, if it was, like I said, in a classic Superstars box, 10. Unfortunately, we never got a Macho Man from Jack's classic Superstars. So, sucks. But we did get a Legends, Macho King, and it's amazing. And from me, 9.9. All right. So I have to go in the nines because I agree with you. The figure is that good. Not to go as high as you, but I'm close. I think I'm going to go nine one on this. Wow. Okay. So you are a very, very strict judge. So for a figure to go after the nines, for a figure to be hovering between a nine and a 10 for you, that really speaks volumes about how good that figure is. And I'm guessing you are like El Presidente you won't throw a 10 on a figure because that means you'll never top that figure. Correct. Right, you'll never have a figure better than that one. Correct, like you're more than willing to just throw a 10 at Macho Man Slim Jim, and I think you've given out one other 10, haven't you? I might have, I might have. I think you did. Something tells me you did. Yeah, we need to go to the uh, the fully posable historians on this one. Right, right. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've given out a 10. Yeah, I know you gave out the 10 for the Macho Man Slim Jim, but this one is that good. Oh, it is. Just the color of the frillies and the the crown and the scepter and I don't know. It's that good. And again, I wish sometimes I kick myself for giving it to you or not ordering two. Wait, wait, wait. You don't have this figure? No, I never did. I gave you. I, I ordered oh. one for you. 
because it was Christmas time when I gave this to you. Uh, yeah. And, and I wanted to have money to make sure I had money for gifts for everybody. So oh, I thought you had this one. No, no, no. I gave oh, you, I gave dude. you the one, I gave you the one that was in this house. Okay. If I can ease your pain a little bit with that. Sure. You might've opened this one. Uh, no, I would not have. I, I don't know. You were opening up figures, dude. Around mm. that time you were opening figures. Cause you have that shelf in your house that has a ton of loose Mattels on it. That also have doubles. Every single one of them? Uh, not the basics. Okay, so then you probably would not have... Okay, never mind. I can't soothe your pain. I cannot soothe your pain. Yeah, you didn't soothe my pain. No, I'm not your healer on this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, I'm going to go 9-1 on this. Okay. It's that good of a figure. It really is. And it. I don't even know what the value of this thing is now. I've looked a couple times over the years, and it's always way up there. Uh, I think uh, Tim, at a chair shot on Twitter... He got one not too long ago, I think. And I think it was mostly complete and he paid quite a bit for it. So yeah, these things are, and to find them loose complete is a real challenge sometimes too, but a beautiful figure. Absolutely love this figure. And it's hanging right above Peyton's room in the hallway because the entire hallway is decorated with figures. And every time I walk in a room, I just kind of look up at it. And you know, like when Jeter would take the field, he'd tap the, the ceiling there like, the Yankee sign. Uh, Scott, real quick, going back to last week's talk about signed figures, uh, Jeff Verbosos hit, hit us up. And he said, another great episode of Fully Posable. Whenever I look at eBay to buy figures to get signed, it appears that signatures hurt the value. They are usually less expensive than unsigned figures. Hashtag fig life. Hmm. Okay. So he's getting research off of ear. He's doing his research on eBay Yep. That's a, that's where you want to be looking to see, okay, what's the market, right? So that's good to know that if you do have older Hasbro's LJNs, maybe don't get them signed. <laughs> get well, something newer signed. Get a Mattel signed. Well, that's what I was questioning about getting the red card Bret Hart signed. Um, the reason that I'm questioning it is because, like, say, like, guys like Nash, Hull, X-Pac, Bret that do signings every, at the drop of a hat – Maybe there's so many autographs out there that it would depreciate the value of a figure. Well, in my mind, there's two types of value to a signed figure, right? There's the monetary value of, okay, how much could I sell this for? The other value to me is as a collector and a fan of the signature or the figure. I've never sold an autograph. I don't plan on ever selling an autograph. To me... There's more value in a signed, to your example, red card Bret Hart. Because if I'm you, I love Bret. And to have a valuable figure of his signed by him, that would add value as a collector and a fan. Monetarily, it would hurt it. Okay, According to Jeff's research, it's going to hurt the value. But I'm not going to be selling any autographs. I'm going to hang that figure up and I'm going to look at it and I'm going to admire it every time I walk by it. And it's going to mean the world to me. The value to me is immeasurable because I'm never going to part with it. Right. I love it. So it's going to be the value every time I look at it. I can't put a, a dollar value on that. I just love it. I'm never going to part with it. 
But if you're going to be flipping signatures, based on Jeff's research, maybe not the thing to do to get that red card Bret Hart signed. Maybe get like an RSC exclusive King of the Ring Bret Hart. You know, I'm sure you yep. could add value to that or an Ultimate Edition Bret Hart. Something from Mattel. You know, maybe a classic Superstars, why not? But maybe not one of his older figures like his LJN or his Hasbro. Yeah. So anyways, I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, Justin Summers, I think, is going to have a, a message regarding it next week because uh, he kind of caught on to something when we were talking. So I think that's going to be in his audio next week. And let me just say, too, autograph appearance goes a long way with me. And what I mean by that is if you look at a classic superstars signed versus a Hasbro mint on cards signed, on the Hasbro, they always have to sign on the card. Right, Correct. because the bubble had a shape to it. They can't sign on the bubble. However, modern day figures like the classic superstars or the Mattel figures, they've got a big clear window on the front. It's flat, no problem to sign on it. I think those type of figures look way better signed than Hasbro's do. I'm not a big fan of the signatures on the cardboard. But again, if it's just going to be in my collection looking at it, I'm all for getting an older figure signed. Because again, there's a lot of nostalgia and love tied to those older figures, the LJNs, the Hasbros, the Galoobs. There's a lot of love for those older figures, plus a lot of love for the performer, you know, that the figure is based on. Plus, I love getting autographs. So I'm all for getting older ones signed as long as you're not looking at a monetary return on them. It's just what it means to you as a collector and a fan. I'm all for it. I say do it. It's funny, you were talking about the signed classic superstars, and I look off to my right, and I have a Braun Breaker figure signed, and then I was like, oh, wait, that's Rick Steiner. <laughs> I knew you'd Dude, get it. I knew. Did you know that they're calling the her and Kenrana of his a Frankensteiner? Yes. They're calling it a Frankensteiner. That's great. Eddie brought that, uh, brought that to my attention tonight, that they're calling it a Frankensteiner, and that is awesome. I don't know that they've called it a Frankensteiner in a long time. By the way, uh, Kevin Owens signs, so you will not be watching any AEW anytime soon. Well, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, and yes, thank you for bringing that up. It's good to bring it up. Kevin Owens has re-signed with WWE, and let me just say, as a huge fan of his, I hope that that's best for him and his family. And I'm happy he's staying in WWF. I would have been happy if he signed for AEW. I just want what's best for Kevin Owens as a performer and a dad and a family man, a guy that loves his kids and is just a great dude all around. And again, if you ever have the chance to meet Kevin Owens, go out of your way to do it. Really, he will make it so memorable for you and he is so personable with everybody that comes to meet him. Just absolutely love him and I hope this deal is what's best for him and his family and I hope he's happy. Were you kind of hoping he would go to AEW? I wanted what was best for him. And oh. I'm going to say the same thing for Jeff Hardy. We kind of had a long discussion about Jeff Hardy last week. And I guess he's going on a mini tour of sorts with his music. It's yep. like a meet and greet with Jeff Hardy, an acoustic show. Uh, nothing here in California, of course. But again, I hope he's happy. And more importantly, I hope he's healthy. You know, I, I'm I'm hoping for that. You know, we had some thoughts about that last week, but I hope that he's healthy. 
I was kind of hoping Kevin would go to AEW, but like you, I hope he made the right decision for him and his family. We can table that talk about Kevin and where's he going and when the contract's up and yada, yada, yada. Apparently, from what everybody, well, I should say everybody, the dirt sheet writers are saying, everybody in WWE is ecstatic to have him back. Or actually, he didn't go anywhere, but they're happy he resigned. Yeah, put the title on that man on day one. Uh, I don't think they're going to go that far. They should. He should squash, like, it should be a squash match. Like, destroy Lashley, destroy Rollins, destroy Big E, as much as I hate to say that, and put the belt on KO. And <laughs> have him hold it for the next eight years. Eight years? Well, I don't know how long his contract is, but he should just hold the title for the duration of his contract. They just said multi-year. Well, it could Perfect. be eight. <laughs> okay. Multi could be eight, but hold it for a minimum of seven years so that he breaks the Hulkamania record with that title. Or was it Bob Backlund? Who holds the record? It was Backlund. Okay. Or is it Bruno? Oh, maybe Bruno was like 11 years or some crazy number like that. Okay. So put the title on KO at day one and have him hold the title for 15 years. The, the internet will go bonkers. Yeah, and God forbid they have Goldberg sign a deal for three more matches because you know that belt's coming off KO to go to Goldberg. Because <laughs> that makes sense. So you mentioned that I won't be watching AEW because KO didn't go. I'm trying to figure out what's going to be that pull. For, this has never happened to me before where I almost have no interest in watching. Like none. I'll still watch the old stuff. But the new stuff, and I know people are going to be like, oh, you got to watch X or you got to watch Y or you got to watch Z. (sighs) Okay, but that may not be it that pulls me back in. It could be if they put the the belt on KO. Maybe. But there's going to be something that pulls me back in. I just don't know what it is yet. Still love my wrestling figures, of course. That's never going to end. But... (sighs) There's just something missing on pulling me back in to watch. And I don't know what it is, but I'm telling you, something is going to do it and it's going to pull me right back in and I'm going to be more hooked than I was before. And I'm looking forward to that. I just don't know when and I don't know what that event is going to be. But we'll see. It's going to be something though, because something's going to pull me in and I'm going to be hooked right back into watching as much as I did before. Just... I've been in like a year-long lull with wrestling and I wouldn't say I've lost my love for it. I've just kind of lost my taste for it. I'm sure it'll come back. It has to. It always does. But this this long has never happened to me before. It's going to be Braun Breaker. <laughs> you know what? It very well could be. And it's funny you mentioned Breaker again. Um, Eddie said, Eddie being co-host of Drunk Wrestling History, he said if they do this guy right... And he stays the path. He's going to headline WrestleMania 40. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, he said he's going to headline 40 if he stays the course. So you heard it here first. The dude's got the build. He's got everything Vince looks for. You know, he's got the wrestling genes in him, obviously. So we'll see. But Eddie called it. He's headlining WrestleMania 40, which will be in Vegas, by the way. 40 is in Vegas? I'm calling it. That's my prediction. WrestleMania 40 in Vegas. Hey, save it for the prediction show. We got to do that in a couple weeks. Oh, right. Yes. Do we do the prediction show and the top 10? Uh, yes. That'll be pretty much the entire show. Okay. 
Top 10, possibly top 15. We'll see. So that'll be in two weeks. Yes. Two weeks. Okay. Yeah. So wait, that show drop. Yeah, that whatever. Yeah, that'll show. That'll drop on January second. Perfect. Okay. Beautiful. Delightful. But what we want you to do is check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Check out the carded and loose prices of LJN's Galoobs, Hasbro's, Just Toys, Bendoms, Defining Moments, Retros, and that's it. But make sure you are getting the fair market price. Check it out over at WrestlingToyTracker.com. Also, let's run down the list of our podcasting buddies. We got Breaker and Bane. Breaker also has two side projects, one with Travis over at TB Toycast. And you know it's fake, right? Also, check out our buddies Eric and Barry over at Doing the Favor, over at DoingTheFavor.com. You, what you need to do is you need to pop on their show, and while you're listening to their show, why don't you go over and check out the SKUs and UPCs for Pop Finder and BrickSeek. So again, DoingTheFavor.com. PPW Podcast, I messed up, Scott. I can't remember their last show. And here he had your back on the Taco Bell thing. The only person to have your back, I might add. He is a he is my one man army, <laughs> or your one man gang, if you will. Ah, I like it. But Steve is a hell of a guy, and he's a hell of a friend. So check out the podcast PPW podcast. Also check out our buddies Martha, Seth, and Sheena over at the Chick Foley Show. Check out Justin over at the Wrestling Cheers. RJ over at Reside Rant. Marty and Rucker over at Boot to the Face. Tim's pulling up a chair with the fig life and Scott, what you got for drunk wrestling history? Yes. Give us a follow on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. The show that dropped this past Friday, we review the amazing SummerSlam 92 that was highlighted by the main event of Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog took place in England and was a great show. We loved it. So check out the review. It's our latest episode because we are drunk wrestling history where we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. Scott, you know what I loved about Royal Rumble 94? Rumble 94, that Brett was a co-winner? Yes. Okay. You know what I loved about that pay-per-view? Oh, I thought that's what you loved. No, no, no. I thought it was a good pay-per-view overall from top oh. to bottom. I, I love that pay-per-view. Okay. No, what did you specifically love about it? That it happened on a Saturday night. Did it really? It did. It was on a Saturday. It was so random that they put the Rumble on a Saturday night, and Royal Rumble 94 was on a Saturday night, and I loved it. Oh, interesting. Because we were so accustomed to everything being on Sundays. On Sunday, right. That when Rumble 94 was on a Saturday, it was just so random, and it was terrific. Nice. And then Bret Hart won it, so win-win. Eh, he co-won it. Well, you know. Luger was still in the midst of a sort of push. Eh, whatever. Anyways. That's what I was thinking about the other day was that one of the things I loved about that Royal Rumble is that it happened on a Saturday night. So Good memory. I don't even remember that. Uh, also, check out Marty and Sutter Love Wrestling. And every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call. Yes, going to throw it out, as we always do, to the great, the amazing Jason Wolf. If you need artwork, Jason is your guy. If you want to get in touch with him, head over to Doyle. That's D-O-Y-L-E draws.com. Check out his custom Hasbros, his amazing artwork. Get in touch with them to do a commission. You will not be disappointed. Again, doyledraws.com to get in touch with the great Jason Wolf. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. And that rounds out episode 309. Scott, anything else? Yes, before I get into the usual stick or shtick, I just want to say I hope you all had an amazing holiday with your families. This is 
a great time of year. A lot of people, it's their favorite holidays. Unlike you, Jeff, your favorite is Thanksgiving. True. Can't say I argue with that one too much. I love the massive food consumption, but I know for a lot of people, this is your favorite holiday because of friends and family and loved ones. So I hope it was everything you wanted it to be. I hope you all had a great holiday. We love you guys. Fig License 2016. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Going out of order. Going to change it up this week. Happy toy hunting. As my voice fades off into sight. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Not this again. What? James Frank is applauding. He loves it. He is it. applauding. He loves it when I do that each year. <laughs> Your voice trails off into sight. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the funniest thing I've ever said. <laughs> it might be, yeah. If we ever do a clip show, it'll just be that. That and reheating Taco Bell. Yes. <laughs> Yes, those are your master of puppet moments on this show for sure. I guess so. I want to. Th- I hope everybody had a great, wonderful, and safe Christmas. Hope you enjoyed every moment. Hopefully, you got some good toys over in your area. I want to thank everybody for listening to episode three hundred nine. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Let's go Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring But we don't take it out the box, M.O.C. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week With the OGs of WFP Fully posable, thank you all for listening It ain't no storyline, real life siblings So everybody go and do your toy spotting Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings